Well, we are still on the armor of God and the pieces as Paul depicts them here. Last couple of weeks, we took up the uh, belt of truth, breastplate of righteousness, and the shoes of peace. We saw an area of truth, how Satan likes to try and come in and to tweak the truth. By tweaking the truth and getting us off the truth, even though we believe it to be truth, it will not defend us, it will not help us. It is only the belt of truth, God's truth, that will help us in that. And so we looked at examples in the Word of God of how he tries to corrupt the truth and get people to be off of the truth. And once he does that, then they're vulnerable. We saw how the breastplate of righteousness also is there to defend us. And these are pieces of armor that are designed to stop the wiles or the schemes or the weapons of the enemy. And that the enemy tries to come after our righteousness by replacing it with religion. By getting us to think that we must do things in order to be forgiven. Well, now I need to be good. Well, now I need to be uh, repentant. I need to, you know, show some mourning. And we try and put our works in there. And as soon as he gets us to put our works in place, we're no longer wearing the righteousness of Jesus. And he's, he's got that piece of armor off of us. So we want to make sure that we stay true to what the Word of God has to say. The Spirit of truth is there to witness to us the truth that is God's Word. We have His cloak of righteousness. We have communion. We do it on a regular basis to remind us it's His righteousness we wear. Last week we were looking at the shoes of peace and how peace as a weapon and as a defense for us. In Romans chapter 8, verse 5, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So he knows that in the flesh we can't please God. So he wants to do everything he can to pull us into the flesh, get us out of that place of peace, because in that place of peace we're in the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded, spiritually minded is life and peace. This is where we need to be at, spiritually minded, be walking in that, that area. Well, let's pick up here in verse 16, Ephesians chapter 6. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. I know most of these verses we probably have memorized and we've got them down pretty good. But let's take a look at these first words here, above all. The word there for above all comes from the phrase epipasin. And it means, uh, epi means over and pasin means all or everything. So you put those two words together, you get over everything. And so what the translators did was they translated this above all. Sounding like it is the most important piece. But how can the shield of faith be more important than the belt of truth? Because faith has to be founded in the truth of God's Word. So more important is not necessarily what is, what is considered here. So I did some more research on this, did some more looking up. And this word actually is better translated in the, in the particular context of what it's in here. Is out in front or covering all. Out in front or covering all. That the shield of faith is in front of all the other pieces of armor, which really is what the Roman soldier had too. They had the shield in front of all. It's not the most important, but the one in front. 
It's the one in front. So above all doesn't mean most importantly, he says out in front of everything, put the shield of faith. Is what he's trying to get across to us here. Now, you'll get more of that meaning when you get into the word shield. The word for shield is used by the Greeks to depict an oblong door that was wide in width and long in length. So they use the word for shield here. Now, I believe the Romans had a couple of different shields and different words for them. Small shields, big shields. This is the big shield. This is the shield that was like a door. Imagine walking behind a door. It was wide and it was long. The reason that they use this is uh, because when you first go out in that battle, the archers would be the first thing to meet you. And so the archers are coming through in, in there. And you don't need a shield to stop swords. You need a shield to stop arrows. And the shield to stop arrows is large. It's very big because when the arrows come, you have to hide behind it. Now, they don't use the arrows throughout the whole barrel, battle. Because once they have the intermingling of the soldiers and they're in the hand-to-hand combat, you can't use the arrows in the same way without getting your own guys as well as the other guys. So the big shields are the first. When you're first going into battle, you have to be careful of the fiery darts or the arrows that would come. And so they put this big shield out in front. So first and foremost, this is your line of defense. And you'd have this out and you carry this. a big shield. It's got to be tough to fight with a door in front of you. But when you're first going into battle and you got that, those fiery darts, those fiery arrows coming at you, you want to have this kind of protection in there. And so this is what was there. The idea was to cover the soldier completely, head to toe, top to bottom. Now, it doesn't work in place of the other pieces, but with them. Because it's, it's meant for a certain aspect of the battle. That particular shield was meant for a certain aspect of the Roman soldier's battle. The faith is meant for a certain aspect of ours. Now, instead of a shield of faith, we most often think, and certainly this shield would be more of a defensive weapon than anything else. But the, we know that faith can also be used as an offensive weapon. But this is talking about here as far as his defensive mechanisms because of the, what is describing as the enemies coming against it. It's tactic on this one is the fiery darts. So, let's go over the verse again. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked ones. So the shield of faith has its main focus, the fiery darts of the wicked one. The word here for taking comes from the word analambano. It means to take up or to take on board. It's used six times, or it's used 13 times in the Word of God. Six of those times is describing Jesus when he was caught up or brought up, raised up into heaven. Same event, six times it's being discussed, and this particular word is used. Mark 16, 19 is just a reference for, for that, if you want to write that down and see it. There's uh, obviously five other times in the Word of God it's used for that. I didn't look up all of them, but I saw it was used six times just for this. It is a compound word of the Greek words ana and lambano. Another compound word here. Ana means up, back, or again. It means up, back, or again. Lambano means to take up or to take in hand. So what it means is to take up or to take in hand again. When you put these two words together, you get the idea that the shield of faith can be picked up, put down, picked up, put down. Now, with this particular shield with the Romans, you would take this into battle until you got in the hand that hat 
hand-to-hand combat, and then I guess maybe you switch over to another shield or do something else, because that's a big shield to be carrying around. But in the Christian faith, in the way our, our thing is, you can put the shield of faith down. Now, it's not advisable for us. We want to keep that shield up. But you can obviously put it down. He says, take up the shield of faith. In other words, pick it up again. Bring that into battle. Hold that shield up there. Because if yet that shield is like a door, how many of y'all know it takes some work to keep that shield up? Now, this shield is not like a door in for the Romans in that it's not out of wood with metal hinges and such things like that. What this is made out of, from what I'm told, is it's made out of leather. That they would take leather and they would dry it out, of course, and they would sew them together. Generally, about six layers of leather would be sewn together to make this. They would stitch them together and they say that if they stitched all six of these together, it would become so tough, it would be almost like steel. But leather needed to be maintained. You know, like even if you had a wooden door, you had to maintain it. You had to paint it, stain it, do something to help it uh, stay around. But the leather needed it as well. And so there was a, a big regimen that the Roman soldiers had to go through to treat their shield on a daily basis with oil. Now, you rub that oil in, it takes a little while to get through all six layers, but you start rubbing some in today, and then that starts working its way on through, and then tomorrow you rub in some more, and then the next day you rub in some more. And if you don't continue to rub in the oil into the shield, then it becomes brittle, becomes not as, as strong, not as able to stand up against the attacks that would come against it, and that would kill the soldier. So the soldier would learn this, would find out about this sort of thing, and they would maintain that shield they would have that discipline to maintain the shield well our shield of faith needs to be maintained it doesn't just maintain itself we got to make sure that we get the the right kind of word in we got to make sure that we get word about faith in because you get to hanging around unfaithful people or not unfaithful but non-faith people and you start thinking non-faith thoughts you begin to have those kind of things rush rub off on you I mean, good Christian people, I'm sure. But just don't believe in faith. How many Christians do we have out there that attack people because they're in faith? For no other reason than because they're a faith person. They don't necessarily listen to what they say. They don't necessarily evaluate what they say compared to the Word of God. Oh, you're one of those faith people. And you get around people like that and you start hanging around with folks like that and pretty soon that attitude begins to rub off on you. You want to make sure, don't hang, I mean, get around them, help them out. But understand, uh, these are not attitudes I can pick up. I've got to make sure I stay on the, my defense about this. I can't accept these things. I need to love these people, help them out. But I've got to stay, stay around faith people. I've got to stay around people who believe in God, believe that. So, you know, you, you do what you can. You're always listening to faith messages, hearing messages. And not just always about faith, but just you can weave faith messages into whatever it is you talk about. Faith has worked into messages on love. Faith has worked into messages on forgiveness. Faith has worked into just about any message that you have in the Word of God. Because faith is involved. So we make sure that we maintain our shield. That we don't let our shield become brittle. We don't let our, sh- our shield down. That we keep our shield strong. Because it is our defense against the fiery darts of the enemy. This is the thing that we come up. It doesn't necessarily put the belt of truth against the fiery darts of the enemy. It doesn't put the... Shoes of peace against the fiery darts of the enemy. It puts the shield of faith. 
This is what we have against the fiery darts of the enemy. And the enemy is lunging fiery darts at us. Now, a fiery dart is not just a, a arrow that's caught on fire. You ever see those uh, movies? They take the arrow, they put it in a pitch, and then they light the pitch on fire, and then they shoot it. That's one way they can do it, but that's not the only way that they do it. There are some times that they hollow out the arrow, and they put inside a flammable liquid. And upon impact, the flammable liquid ignites and makes everything that it touches a flame. Now, this looks like a normal arrow coming on at you. But when it hits, you find out, oh, wow. This was not a normal arrow. It explodes with fire. And so your shield, the Word of God says your shield will put that out. So let's go back to the verse again. Above all, out in front of everything, taking the shield of faith, that big old door looking like shield. Taking the shield of faith. We've got to take it up. i got to pick it up. i got to carry it around. It is my responsibility to have that shield. It's no one else's. No one else can take the shield up for you. It is something that you have to do. No one else can, can do this for you. You can't use the shield of the neighboring soldier because his shield is made to cover him. You've got to have that shield up there yourself. Now, the Word of God tells us that he has given to each one a measure of. So we have the ability to have that shield up there. But you've got to maintain it. You've got to keep boiling it, so to speak, and Keep going over the Word. Keep going after the Word in the area of, of faith and belief. That's what we need to do. Well, again, it comes over here to quench. That we may quench all the fiery darts. Now, we already talked about what a fiery dart was. But this is the fiery dart of the wicked one. The wicked one, the evil one. These are not sent by other people. It doesn't say fiery darts of other people. It doesn't say fiery darts of heathens. It doesn't say fiery darts of other men, women. It says, fiery darts of the wicked one. They come from his kingdom. They're his fiery darts. But these, this shield is able to quench most of them. Oh, is it going to do all of them? <laughs> of course it is. The shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. Now, if you are the wicked one, and the shield of faith will quench every single fiery dart you send out. Why send them? <laughs> because some people are not going to have taken up the shield of faith. There's some people who haven't maintained their shield of faith the way that they should. A properly maintained shield of faith will quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. But he knows not everybody out there has got it. Not everybody out there has the shield of faith on. So we're going to throw these things out there because we're going to get some of them. May not be able to get them all, but we're going to get some of them. But the ones that are maintaining the shield of faith, right, they'll be doing all right. I love some of those uh, war movies. You know, the, some of the old-time ones, you, you get in there and they just have some great quotes. I forget which one it was, but there was one battle and they talked about all the arrows that the enemy was going to be sending at them. That there was so many of the enemy. They have so many archers and they're going to fire all these arrows. They said, that's all right. We'll fight in the shade. <laughs> I think they were saying something about that the arrows would be so many they would block the sun. It's okay. We'll fight. In the that's the kind of attitude you want to have. Sometimes we Christians can kind of wimp out on this thing. Oh, I'm tired of seeing all those arrows coming at me. Oh, I don't like to have all those arrows. And Oh, I don't like... Oh, we get so tired. No, don't get tired. Fight. 
If they send them, your shield will quench them. Now, here's the thing. We see all those fiery darts coming. We know the fiery darts are coming. I can get to a place where I become worried. Yeah, just run on off there. But we are equipped with the shoes of peace. Right? The shoes of peace have their operation. They are working. I trust my God. I've got peace. I'm standing right here. I'm not going anywhere. I'm being right here. And I'm going to put my shield of faith up because the Word of God says that it will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. All of them. Every single one. It will quench them. So we can quench all of all the fiery darts. Anything that he sends, no matter if it's an explosive one, whether it's a lit one, doesn't matter. Our thing will quench it. It will knock them out. I don't know what the Roman soldier's shield quenched all the fiery darts that were aimed at them. I don't know how well their shields were prepared, whether they did that. But what Paul is saying is, your shield against your enemy will quench all the fiery darts. All of them. Now, what is it to quench a thing? I remember a long time ago, Doug Jones, we saw his uh, teaching on quenching fiery darts. I want to try and dig that out. I'll bet you anything it's from VHS. We have to go go dig on out some VHS player because, you know, they just don't make them anymore. and (laughs) They have to probably find something about that to, to put it on. But I know it was a it was a good one. But we have to understand that this thing is to quench a thing. Now, if I recall correctly, Brother, Brother Jones was, was comparing this scripture with the one about quenching the spirit. And that to quench the spirit, sometimes we got the idea that the spirit could be offended real quickly. You know, if you didn't sing the right song, if you didn't have the uh, right verse, if you didn't do the uh, right reading or say the right thing at the right time, he'd say, well, that's it. I'm taking my marbles and go home. Which really isn't like the Holy Spirit because that's not what he's teaching us to be like. But it seems that to, to quench the Spirit, the first off, the Spirit would have to manifest. That you can't quench what hasn't manifested. If you have a match and the match doesn't light, you can't put it out. You can't quench it. So the only way that you can quench the Spirit is if the Spirit manifested. The Spirit showed up and you ignored him. You didn't pay attention to him. You didn't listen to the thing that he had to say. And you could quench the spirit. Well, the same word is used here. And how are we going to quench the fiery darts of the enemy? Not paying attention to them. Not listening to them. Now, you know that if a fiery dart got on you, you'd pay attention to that. That would have your attention. Because you're burning up from this thing. It's on, caught you on fire. That's, you're going to have some focus on this thing. But with the shield puts it out then you don't have to be mindful of it anymore. It's when it gets in and it begins to spread that fire. So we have to make sure that our shield, that we understand what quenching is. That the shield of faith is going to quench the fiery darts of the evil one. Again, our shields must be, I think we already went over this, but our shields must be maintained. We've got to maintain them. We've got to keep them up. They need to be saturated with the Word. We need to take our shield and just douse it with the Word of God. Constantly. Always getting the Word of God. Always hearing the Word of God. Just listening to the Word of God. You listen to the... How many of y'all listened to some of the storm reports that they were having all coming up? 
We have reports, you know, people got on that and got nervous and got worrisome and, and fearful. You know, New York City was supposed to die. They were just supposed to be wiped off the face of the earth. And um, I saw, saw a report on, on that. I don't know if you all heard this one. But um, while the storm was going on in New York City, they reported 75 to 90 mile an hour wind speeds. I, I think it was the Weather Channel that did it or one of the big weather authorities. And they reported 75 to 90 mile an hour wind speeds. However, in Central Park, two authorities, Noah being one of them, and there was a second one, recorded 16 to 18 mile an hour wind speeds sustained. 16 to 18 miles. Now, how many of y'all know? I was going out there a couple of times. I said, Where is the wind? Where is the wind? There's no wind. I mean, it was blowing the trees and stuff like that, but that's about it. It's just blowing the trees. But, I mean, we got a lot of rain. We knew that. Well, it was like a tropical storm. That's a, and that's what it was. It was a tropical storm. Dumps a lot of rain on us. See, if, but if you meditate, if you hear all the time, all the how bad the storm was. You know, I even put on the station every once in a while just to hear, you know, listen, because you know we're trying to plan a service. Want to find out what's going on with this thing? Should we plan a service on Sunday morning? Should we just go for Saturday night? What should we do? I'm listening to this thing, and I turned it off when they said one thing. The hurricane is uh, downgraded from a. Category 2 to a Category 1. But it is just as dangerous as a Category 2. Did you all hear that? Just as dangerous as a Category 2. You know what? A Category 2 storm is more dangerous than a Category 1. I know that. Because the wind speeds are greater. There's a lot of things that that go along with a Category 2 storm that don't happen with a Category 1 storm. Category 3 storm is greater than a Category 2 storm. And so forth and goes on. But they said, well, the storm has has uh, mutated and it becomes something much greater and it's large and all this sort of stuff. So it doesn't matter what category it is. It's like, you you guys, they lost me. I, tur- I turned them off. I tur- never turned them on again after that. Didn't want to hear anything they had to say. Just turned them off. That's just ridiculous. It's an insult to people's intelligence. Just say, well, we thought it was going to stay at a two and hit as a two, but it doesn't look like it's going to be as bad. It's a one now. That's all you got to say. <laughs> But no, we can't do that. We've got to do other things. Oh. But you see, if you keep meditating on that, you become fearful of the whole thing. And fearful of the thing. But thank God, no matter what the storm is that comes, our God is there to help us out, protect us, and, and keep us going. I saw some of the reports from, from folks in church. Didn't hear anybody had any trouble with the storm, any trouble with the wind. A couple of people lost power for a little while. I think Keith lost power for about the longest. But he had a generator that was going. <laughs> Had everything going on. I asked him if he needed some gas or cans or anything. He said he was fine. He was in good shape. And, uh, and then it came on, on on Monday night. He had turned the power back on for him. Not sure if anybody else is still without power, but I think by now probably most of the people are. They had uh, a number of things to take care of, but glory to God. God done. But you see, you, med- you meditate on the wrong things. You're not saturating with the Word. You're saturating it with the world. And that's going to keep it from quenching the fiery darts of the wicked one. We've got to saturate with the Word. What's the Word of God say? All right, I know what the world's saying about this thing that's coming against us. I, I know what the people say about this thing that's coming against us. I know what the doctors say about this thing that's coming against me. I know what the, the financial world says about what's coming against But what's the Word of God say about what's coming against me? What does the Word of God say? And you get saturated in that. And you just bathe yourself in this because of the fiery dart that wants to come and get you. The fiery dart wants you to be mindful of the fiery dart, not the Word of God. So we, we don't let that go on. 
We, we keep saturating our shield with the Word. And uh, three things here. Maintain. The shield must be maintained, saturated with the Word, and in front. <laughs> shield of faith does no good on the ground. Shield of faith does no good behind you. Does no good next to you. It must be in front of you. That's what it's designed for. Use the thing for what it's designed for. You know, a screwdriver designed to be a screwdriver, not a hammer. It doesn't work well as a hammer. It can function as a hammer. But it doesn't work well as a hammer. It doesn't, it's not good for the life of the screwdriver to be used as a hammer. It's good for the life of the screwdriver to use the hammer as the hammer. But not the screwdriver. That's what we want to make sure. A screwdriver is not a utility knife. It can sometimes substitute for a utility knife, but it's not a utility knife. It's just sometimes we're always grabbing things. We're trying to get the, the, the wrong thing to fit here. The shield of faith needs to be out in front. That's your front line of defense against the wiles, or I'm sorry, the, the uh, uh, fiery darts of the enemy. Make sure you put it out there. Well, some examples of people who used it. Joshua and Caleb, when they went into the promised land and they saw how great the promised land was, they saw the giants, they saw the fortified cities. Don't you think the same fiery darts that were coming against the ten came against Joshua and Caleb? The devil's pulling back and he's firing a fiery dart. Look at the giants. Here's another fiery dart. What do you think they think of you? Oh, they probably think I'm a grasshopper. That's right, grasshopper. Fiery dart. Look at these fortified cities. What do you have to bring down a fortified city? Nothing. Fiery dart. Look at the inhabitants in this land. They devour each other. What do you think they're going to do with you? Fiery dart. So all these fiery darts are in the air, and ten of them got hit. Two of them had the shield of faith out in front. They see that thing and said, we can take down giants. We can take down walled cities. Our God is bigger than the walled cities. Our God's holding those cities together. Our God can take them down. It's no problem. These de inhabitants devour themselves? Great. Makes our job even easier. They can devour themselves all they want to. We'll come in and clean up the rest of it. And so they, they didn't do it because they had faith. They put that faith out in front. Every time the fiery dart came, trying to get them to think of something different. And how, many, how often does this world throw fiery darts at us? The enemy is using the news reports. It is using the newspapers. It's using whatever it can get in there. SARS. What was that? a fiery dart. Well, I better not travel anywhere. I better not go anywhere. No, no, get into that. Bird flu. How many thousands of people were going to die from bird flu? It's probably going to wipe out half the world. I mean, it just kept going on and on. Pretty soon, you know, everybody's going to die. Then they couldn't find anybody who was dying, so they just said anybody who had the flu and died, that was bird flu. It was bird flu. We don't have to test for it. We just know it was bird flu. That was, that was bird flu. We, we know. It's a fiery dart. I want, they want to get you thinking, oh, bird flu, oh, bird flu. I can't go out there and, and do this. I can't go out there and be a soldier for the army of God. I can't go out there. No, I can't. No. Oh, bird flu. Bird flu. SARS. And we get all these things that are going on and we begin to think about all that sort of stuff. And if the devil can get in there, maybe something that's not worldwide or nationwide or true in your area, he's going to get you to think about something that's going on in your body. Did you feel that? What do you think that is? Fiery dart. It's probably this. Pew. Something goes on over work. Rumor starts spreading around. We're going to be firing people. 
probably going to be you. Oh, wow. What happens if it's me? See, it's a fiery dart. It gets me to think on those things instead of standing in faith. You don't have to think about that at all. So what if they fired you? God will get you another job. Better job. And you just you know, take that fiery dart with the shield of faith and say, Devil, I see your fiery dart and I quench it with this. My God is well able to give me a better job than I have now. If you want to, if you want to do something and cause this job to go away, my, job, my, my God will give me a job better than this one. And you'll be even more upset. So I'd leave this alone if I were you. We don't have to, to listen because the, the fiery darts come. It wants us to get on something that's against the faith in the Word of God. What is it that He wants, to get, wants you to think about? Something in finances, something in health, something in the way the world's going on, something in the way uh, people are or whatever it might be, family situation. Don't, don't do it. He wants you to be consumed with it. He's knocking on the door and saying, Here, think on this, think on this, do this. And we just ignore them. Same way we quench the Spirit by just ignoring the things that the Spirit is saying to us. We can quench the fiery darts of the enemy by not focusing on what he's saying. Just focus on the faith in the Word of God. Well, what's the, what's the Word of God say about that? Hmm. It says, A thousand may fall on my right side. Ten thousand the other side. But it will not come near me. I think I'll meditate on that. I think I'll think on that one. It's not going to come near me. Yeah, but look at all the people die. It's not going to come near me. It's not coming near me. And we just focus on that. And we keep thinking on those things. Joshua and Caleb. They're the two who stood out. The other ten got hit. And they were brought down. And then when they came on out, they took the fiery darts that they had been, and they, they spread the, the, the thoughts. They put the thoughts on out there. And the fiery darts are in the air. Enemies over there, he's firing some more. And the ones who put down their shield decided not to believe what God said. They got hit. Which apparently was all of them. Because Joshua and Caleb were the only ones who stood up. All the rest of them went. And God says, I'm going to wipe out all the rest of them. Every one of them. Except for these two. These two are okay. They're the only two who kept the shield of faith up. They're the only two that didn't run off. They stayed at peace because in that place, you're spiritually minded. You're not carnally minded. You're able to please God. How about Elijah? How about when Elijah came upon some of the situations he did and the soldiers came with a whole group of soldiers to take him in? He was sitting up there. Some of us could be worried because the fiery darts are going in the air. Look at that group of soldiers. They're coming to get you. You've got no defense. There's no one here to help you. But they got stuff. They got swords. They got spears. They are armed. They are ready to take you out. And what's he do? Does he look worried? He's up there having a good time. Man of God, come down from there. If I am a man of God, may fire come down from heaven and burn you up. Fire came down from heaven and burned them up. Second group comes. He's still not worried. Fire come down from heaven. Burn you up too. Third group comes. He's a little more humble. He says, please don't burn us up. Our master sent us to bring you in. If we don't, he's going to be after us. He says, all right, since you asked nicely, I'll go. 
He's not worried. The fiery darts are there. You're going into the king's presence. The king is going to kill you. The king is going to silence the word of God that is in you. Oh, no, he's not. Apparently, it was time to go before the king. Up until then, it was time to hide and not to see the king. Because God said, no, I want to hide you right now. I don't want them to find you. I'm going to keep you over here. They're not going to find you. But now it's time. So he stood up and he put that out there. He believed. He's up there on the, on the mountain. All the people of Israel, all the prophets of Baal, all the prophets of Ashtoreth and the king are all on one side and he's on the other. I mean, how much thought does this take to think all they got to do, Elijah, is decide not to do this test just to burn you up. Just put you on the altar. And what are you going to do? There's all those people. Oh, sure, it worked when you had you know, 50 guards coming at you, but you got all these people now. What are you going to do with that? What's Elijah do? Ah, you guys go first. I'll sit over here and wait. <laughs> and he starts teasing them. I don't know if you're outnumbered and you're concerned or worried. You don't tease. <laughs> but he's not concerned. He's not worried. He says, all right, you had enough. Now it's my turn. You know what? Go get some water. Let's pour some water over this thing. Let's just make this really hard. Go get some more water. Pour it over top. Let's knock this thing out. And they uh, still got itself all burned up. How about Elisha? The things that he was called to do. Have it with the Shunammite woman. Son dies. Never before has someone been raised from the dead. Prophet gets the idea. You know what? I know no one's been raised from the dead before. But I got faith to believe that it'll happen. And he goes up into the room. And how many of y'all know fiery darts are flying? You are going to look like a fool. No one has brought anybody back from the dead before. No one. It's never been done. And you think you're going to do it? Who is this Shunammite woman? Who is the son? That God would even be mindful. Look at all the people who died before. God didn't bring them back. Don't you think those fiery darts are out there? What's it trying to do? Get you to embrace the thought and keep... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Prophet doesn't do it. Prophet takes his staff, lays it on the staff. On the child, stretches out on the child, and um, that was it. Rose up, doing good. Well, how about the disciples? We see times they had the shield of faith up, and they're ready, and times that the shield of faith was down. <laughs> and they just got hit with all kinds of stuff. Jesus is teaching them, and he said, Beware of the Eleven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So the devil pulls back and he sends out a fiery dart. It's because you forgot to take bread. See, now we're focusing on that thought. We're not getting the teaching. He's going to rob them of the teaching by getting them to focus on this thought. Jesus is telling them about how he's going to die. Peter pulls them aside. Fiery dart got inside. What was the fiery dart? Jesus can't go. Jesus goes. Who are you going to be left with? Who's going to be king? You begin to be thinking of those things. Jesus says, don't get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. Then they get out there where the Spirit of God is poured out. Peter comes out of the upper room. What's he say? 
These men are not drunk as you suppose, but it's like they've spoken of the prophet Joel. And he begins to preach and 5,000 people get saved. That's quite a different guy right there. Don't you think that there's fiery darts in the air? Peter, you better shut up. You know what happens when you've opened your mouth before. It hasn't been good. You don't know what you're saying. Maybe you better let somebody else go. Thoughts are coming. Thoughts are out there. But he puts the shield of faith up. What's, the, what's he got a shield of faith for? Jesus said, go and wait in the upper room until the Spirit, until Comforter I send comes over. Once he comes, you'll be endued with power. So Peter says, I must be endued with power. Because the Comforter's come. The Helper's come. I must be endued with power. If I'm endued with power... I should go do something with it. Let's go do something with the power. So he goes out and does something with the power. Why? Because the faith in the Word of God, God said, this is what I want you to do. Go out there and do it. So he goes out there and he does it. It's power. Well, you can keep on going and you can think of others who put the shield down. But the fiery darts of the enemy are aimed against us to try and get us to focus on something different. Something other than what our faith is supposed to be directed on. That's his whole goal. He wants to get you to focus on the fire instead of what the promise was. You're burning up. Or you're going to burn. You're going to die doing this. But what's the Word of God say on it? What does the Word of God say on it? I'm sure that Daniel had all kinds of thoughts when he saw this test coming up and knowing that the outcome was he would have to be put into the den of lions. I'm sure the thought is those lions are going to eat you. You'll never do anything good for God. You haven't done anything for God yet. Now you'll do nothing. I'm sure his buddies thought we don't want to go in the fiery furnace. We really don't know anybody who's been in a fiery furnace. No one's really come out of this before. We really don't want to go into the fiery furnace. We could just bow and then, you know, renege on it after that. Don't, that thought was in there. There were a whole lot of Jewish people that were bowing with the thought, well, I'll bow now, but, you know, uh, I'm only uh, bowing on the outside, not on the inside. I'm not really doing this. The shield of faith is to be out in front. The shield of faith is to guard us against the fiery darts of the wicked one. There is not a single fiery dart of the wicked one that the shield of faith cannot quench. So, what has to happen is, whenever a fiery dart is coming and we begin to see it, the doctor says, the people about the economy say, the stock market is doing, when these fiery darts are coming our way, what do we begin to think? You know, there's got to be something in the Word of God that I can believe better. There's got to be something in the Word of God that I can take hold of instead of taking hold of this fiery dart and believing it. So what is in the Word of God that's against this? Now, if I've done my homework, if I've spent my time oiling the shield, getting the shield ready, I don't have to go study. I'm ready. I've done my homework. I've done my preparation. And as soon as the, the arrow's coming in, ah. Oh, Grab this verse. I use this one. I know what God's promise is on this area. I just use this over here.
And we just sit there, peaceful, meditating on the Word of God. Bang! Arrow hits our shield of faith. Quenches it. Drops down. Nothing happens. No explosion. No fire spreading to us. It just... It's gone. Because the shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. There is not a single fiery dart that the devil can throw at us that the Word of God does not have an answer for. There is not a single one. Everything that Satan throws our way, there's an answer for. What are we to think on instead? What are we to focus on instead? I need to be mindful of what the shield of faith says. I need to get around people who think like faith people. Helping me out with the shield of faith. Sometimes, you know, you get some of these faith Christians. They got into faith churches. They grew up, get offended, go off into some non-faith church. And people are dropping like flies. They're just dying to the left, dying to the right. Just getting hit by fiery darts, fiery darts, fiery darts. And they begin to think, wow, enemy's strong. Enemy's powerful. I don't know. Because that's what they're around. They get around faith people. Get around people who believe God. Don't get around and talk about how great the fiery darts are. Get around and talk about how great faith is. Just get around and talk about faith stuff. Don't sit around talking about complaining this and complaining that and complaining about the other thing and, oh, but the doctor said and, oh, but the pain and, oh, but the... No, just go on off. Glory to God, this is how it's going to be. What's the promise that God says? doesn't mean you can't talk about what your situation, what it is that you're facing. doesn't mean you can't ask anybody, I'm facing this situation. Do you know anything in the Word of God I can stand on? If you're not sure what it is, get some help on it. But, you know, going from person to person to person to person to person, talking about how bad your situation is and how awful it is and how no one else has been through anything like this and you're the only one. No, nah, that's not going to help you out. Fiery darts gotten inside and it's taking you down. Fiery darts are deadly. They're not to be played with. What Paul is telling us here is the enemy is not just firing arrows at us. He is firing flaming arrows. Arrows that will explode with fire upon impact. He means business. Those things are serious weapons. But my God's weapons are better. <laughs> They're just better. As long as I have my God's weapons on, I'm fine. I'm fine. But it's the shield of faith that stops the fiery darts. It's not the breastplate of righteousness. It's not the belt of truth. And it's not the shoes of peace. Those things need to be in place. You go into battle, you better have those things in place. But he says, in front of all, in front of everything, you put this shield of faith. Because it is faith, it is thoughts of faith that will put out the fiery darts of the enemy. It's not me concentrating on how righteous I am through Jesus Christ. It's through faith in His Word. What does God's Word say for the situation that I'm in? What are the fiery darts that are coming? Now, if you're going to go into a particular area, then you can kind of predict what kind of fiery darts are coming. If you're going into a promised land, guess what? Fiery darts about giants about inadequacy, about walled cities, are coming at you. Get ready for them. They're coming at you. He's going to hit you with everything. And you think, may think, well, I'm ready for this, I'm ready for this. Then you see the giant. Wow. Man, that's a giant. <laughs> I, I thought we were just talking, you know, giant, but we're talking giant. Wow. 
that's a giant. I thought we were talking about, you know, those walled cities like we saw. But, wow. I mean, you can have chariot races on those walls. Those are some walled cities. I don't know how we're pulling those walls down. I was expecting this. And there's nothing worse than when we come into a battle expecting a certain thing. And it's not there. It's just not the way it is. How many of you remember, you know, if you've gone shopping for cars more than once, if you bought a car and you held on to that car for 10 years, the car did you a good job, had it for 10 years, and then you went out to buy another car like it. And you found out, you know, TVs have pretty much stayed the same or come down. MP3 players have kind of stayed the same and come down. But I didn't pay that much for the car last time I got it. That's a lot of money. Look at how much they want to charge for that thing. Wow. That's a lot of money for that thing. That's an expensive car. Maybe I'll... But you, you, weren't expect, you, you came into it expecting in this price range. And when you got over there, it was this price range. Wow. That's something else. I better go re, retool on this one. Get myself ready. Well... Nothing worse than coming into a thing and you expect a certain thing. You expect a certain battle. And it's different. Just listen to God. Focus on what He says. And you can come out like Joshua and Caleb. You can come out like David. Those fiery darts are being fired and all the children of Israel, they all got hit. Oh, he's massive. Oh, he's big. Oh, we're going to die if we go out there and fight him. And David says, huh? We're not going to die. He's going to die. Why is it you guys don't see this? David's got his shield up. He's the only one who does. Everybody else has their shield down. And they got hit with the fiery darts. They are totally consumed with the thought of Goliath. Goliath. Oh, here he comes. It's that time. He's going to come. He's going to get... Oh, I hate it when he says this. And David says, Hmm. What have we done for the guy who kills this guy? Oh, man, that sounds good. I like that. Because that's somebody else. Because he's not hit with the fiery dart. Has the devil gotten in with some fiery darts and got us focused on the problem? Focused on why I'm inadequate? Why it's not going to work? Why the doctor's message of death and doom and destruction are going to happen? Or do I have my shield up? Now, remember, no one else can put the shield up for you. In Star Trek, Scotty can put the shields up for everybody. But in real life, Steve has to put up his own shield. I got to take out my shield and I got to hold it up there. And you ever watch those battles where the fiery darts are coming and the guys are holding the shields? What's going through your mind when the dart hits the shield if you're one of them soldiers? One of the worst things you could do as a soldier is to get scared and run. Because then you're out from the field and you're dead. But no, you got to be a warrior. you got to be having that shield up there. And while the darts are falling and the shield is blocking them, having a conversation with the guy next to you. Well, what do you want to do when we get out of here? <laughs> well, I was thinking of going over there for some... Well, that's I like that place for dinner. Yeah, I haven't had one of their roast beef sandwiches in a while. That'd be good. I'm not concerned because the shield will stop how many? Oh. oh. All of them. Every single one. Not one can get through. 
This word, therefore, above all, taking the shield of faith, it is exactly the same word as what was used also in verse 13. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God. Take up the whole armor. I'm sorry, the word take up is what I was... As you take up the shield of faith, it's also the exact same word as take up the whole armor of God. But you've got to take it up. And no one else can do it for you. If the fiery dark gets in, it's because you let your shield down. But get your shield back up. Get yourself ready. Father, we thank you for the help that you give us. We thank you for the protection we have through the shield of faith. We thank you that everything the enemy throws at us, we can stand against. There is nothing that the enemy can do that we cannot defeat. Glory be to God. We thank you for it. We give you the praise for it and the glory. Help us, Father, to be treating our shield with the oil that we need to be doing. Having it ready. Every day, we're getting it ready. Every day. It's not something you can catch up with all at once. Every day, you need to be out there treating the shield. Keeping it ready. Keeping it stiff for battle. Father, we thank you for the help that you give us. When those fiery darts come in flying in the air, we can look to our shield of faith and say, oh, here's a thing I can meditate on. This is what I think go instead. I give a mind to that. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Any comments, questions, things to add? Yeah. The other, the um, shoes of peace are different. The, the belt of truth what he's trying to do in there is to get us to believe something that is contrary to the truth. It's not a fiery dart. So that's not different. There's a difference. We're trying to get in there and to get you to accept another kind of truth. Okay. To believe this to be truth even though it's not. Okay. Right. Right. If you're going to equate it to the Roman battle, the first part of the battle is where the fiery darts come. But then you've got hand-to-hand combat as well. Right. That's when you've got the swords and the smaller shields that are in place for that. Because most of the pictures we have of the Roman soldiers, they have those round type shields. This is not the shield that is being depicted here. This is a large shield. This is a door-like shield. And um, it's, it's different on, on that part. Of it. So yeah, each, each piece is designed to, to fight off something. One of the schemes of the devil against us. Him undermining our truth is the way that he takes away from you.